cold come in, they gotta use the scale that they weigh the whales with. Carlson's on the Jeep, Bugatti made the prototype. Hope you get the picture, but you just can't photo light. Herman niggas make it, kicking down the door and we burning niggas naked. The house costs a million, sitting on the beach and the only thing I know with this furnish, I'ma take it. My bathtub lift up, my walls do a 360. We got the shit that the government got. Talking money, then you rubbing the spot. Real niggas say that they be wild. We on the Cayman Islands, on a yacht with our favorite albums. A bad hole in a plate of salmon. Smoking and drinking, nigga, is you thinking that our fate is valid? I love my nigga for the fact that he real. And nobody on the back of the square. What? And if you facing capital pun, pass me a gun. And I'ma give you time to run while I rapidly peel. As you can see, it's just me today. If you're listening to this audio or watching this visually, this is Greg from the Sneak This Podcast. George is feeling under the weather, so he decided to stay home today, which is a responsible thing to do. Uh, I had one of my partners coming through, but you know what? I'm going to actually tell you what he said. He said, this is what he said. He said, hey, you know what? And let me explain something to you, too. This is one of them homies. This is one of them homies that constantly you know trying to tell you yo you don't ever invite me you don't ever let me be on let me be on the show i invite the homie to be on the show then he sends me a text message when i'm literally down the street from the studio that's what he says i'm not gonna say his name (laughs) but this is what he said he said yo he said yo man really appreciate the invite i didn't visit my probation officer today so i definitely not trying to get on video today Fam, what? I just responded with, for the love of God. That's all I said. But anyways, the show must go on. I thought about canceling the show, actually, when George said he wasn't going to be able to make it because he wasn't feeling good. But I don't know. People look forward to the show. I appreciate people who do look forward to the show. It gets them through the week a little easier, whether they listen to the show in one shot or come back to it piece by piece throughout the week. We appreciate everybody who likes, subscribe. We appreciate our listeners who use their ears, and we appreciate our listeners on YouTube who use their eyes. This is the Sneak This Podcast. We are on Apple, Spotify, all your favorite podcast platforms, and we are one of, if not the only, sneaker podcast that provides weekly video every single week, uh, fully edited, HD all that jazz graphics and all that good old stuff uh you know things have been happening this week you know and i'm you know real quick i want to remind everybody that um you know even though our podcast has you know gradually moved on you know considering everything that's been going on lately gradually has moved on back to you know its niche which is sneakers um hey man we still out here fighting that fight you know we still demanding um you know officers be brought in you know for the murder of you know of 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 citizens within the united states you know i mean rest in peace to all of them like it's it's just one of those situations where you know what we're, we're glad the fight is still going and you know we do want to be able to provide you know our sneaker podcast um You know, and try to get back to a little normalcy. But, you know, like I said, you know, the fight is still on, man. You know, the fact that there are officers out there still, you know, who 
have committed crimes, all right, and get that straight, committed crimes, committed murders that are out there still, you know, living their lives is crazy. So um, we need to make sure that we keep on fighting, keep retweeting, keep signing petitions. I've signed so many petitions, it's not even funny, okay? Like, I have no idea, you know, the whole petition thing online. I don't know what's what, like what actually is it doing or, you know, um, if it's getting in the right hands or if it's even in the right hands or being started by the right people. But I've been signing the petitions and doing my part. Uh, like I said, George is out under the weather, had the homie coming through, but he had his own little issues. Um, you know, been a kind of a weird week. You know, I'm sure the same thing could be said for everybody. You know, I do want to talk sneakers today. Uh, clearly, since George isn't here, we're not going to do the top. 50 today uh, I think we would be on 20 through 11 But you know That's something that Me and George are doing together So I'm not gonna uh, Continue it without him And let him come back And do his part No 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 We put it on hold For one week George will be back next week um, And then we get Pick it right back up Right from there uh, Have no You know Go backs on my list You know There's a few that I, I probably should have Rearranged There's a few that like you know, you kind of like once you say it out loud after you make your list, you're doing a top 50 after you make it and then you say it out loud, you're like, mm. you know, I'm a little disappointed at where I put the Jordan 6 infrared. But, you know, we, you know, you, you do what you can. Um, you know, Arizona has been going through its little thing, you know, with let me tell you something, man. Arizona is full of. Yeah, I won't say Arizona. There's a lot of other states as well, but. I only know Arizona, and Arizona is full of a lot of entitled individuals. I mean, people. We're if for those who don't know, Arizona is like in the process of a you know a, a, sh- a shutdown. Um, I don't think it's as severe of a shutdown as it was prior, um, but it's a shutdown nonetheless, and it's a shutdown due to people not being responsible. Um, Man, you know, and, and look, I'm not going to sit here and act like I ain't been nowhere. You know, I've been to one restaurant since um, they opened back up. And, you know, I've been going around like family, you know, and, and, and I'm I'm comfortable with going around family individuals who I know have been doing the exact same things that I have to make sure that I'm safe, my family's safe, my kids safe. Um, but they begin that process to shut down. And, you know, look, people just need to understand the times that we're in. It's so crazy to get an email from my kid's school district with like three options and they want the parents to vote on what to do and I have a seven-year-old and a uh, four-year-old you know and you know I don't want online but I do want them to be safe when they're out you know and you know all the options that are you know being put out there for uh schools in Arizona I'm not sure about anywhere else around the country um they're just not conducive to us. Like, they're just not for us. And I, I know I can't get my seven-year-old and my four-year-old to sit at a computer. I don't know what the hours of that would even be. But, I mean, we're talking like a dramatic shift in, you know, just the societal constructs that we've, you know, grown accustomed to, um, taken advantage of, um, and underappreciated. Uh, one of the main reasons you do have your kids in school, especially at this young age, you know, my daughter's in preschool, is to get to understand and be around other people, understand, learn other people's emotions, feelings, sharing, conversation. You know, there's a lot of things that come with going to school besides actual school work, um, especially at this young age. Um, but, man, people just need to just stay inside, man. It's OK. And a lot of people just need to stop being selfish and living in the moment. Like, I'll be honest with you. I'm just kind of like. 
I don't understand why everybody is still trying to participate in 2020. Like, don't, it's over. Like, I honestly wish that there was some real leadership to say, Everything is done for 2020. Now, look, I feel bad for small businesses. I do. I get it. I 100% get it. But we're talking about the future of the world here. Like, we're not even just talking about your own state or your own country, your own city. We're talking about the world. Um, And there are a lot of people out there. You know what? Let me say something to the people that don't believe in the virus and believe that it's all this and that and the third. It's perfectly fine if you don't believe it, but be respectful of everybody else who does. I look at it as if like, you know, if if I believe in my religion and you don't believe in my religion, don't be disrespectful and start trashing my religion and telling me, oh, it's not real and whatever religion, yada, yada, yada. That's not your place. Be respectful of it. That's it. If you can't respect it, stay home, man. Like just stay home or go to a state that's opened up or opening up or whatever like you know just to see like some of the leadership around the world and the countries and our you know our our president if you want to call him that just not taking responsibility for anything like it's okay to take an l 2020 is an l i've said this many times it's 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 okay to be humble take this l enforce strict rules and move on and i have a strong feeling that a lot of restaurants and stuff out here in arizona well i don't know if it's restaurants fully i can't remember i don't know the the scope of it all but i have a lot of feeling that a lot of them are going to be very defiant and just not doing it um there are government buildings here that i've heard that aren't wearing masks there are some people in government buildings in our state that are refusing to wear masks and it's, it's insane it, it just shows a lack of respect for you your fellow man as a human and for your family it just does and you know everybody is just so eager to live in the moment in the now and like you know fighting for a bar to drink come on man go to the grocery store get as much liquor you want and sit in your yard and, and drink yourself to self-content like i just get over it. It's over. Like I, I, I'm. My goal is honestly. Well, you know what? When all this first started, my personal goal. We canceled all our vacations. Me and my family. We have scheduled vacations that we do every single year. Huntington Beach, Disneyland, a few other ones. Like we have those mapped out. Um, I go to Dallas every single year. I might go to Atlanta with the homies or something. Like it, it just depends on what it is. And sometimes we might throw in or add another trip in there. Um, we canceled those. Once this all happened, oh, they're canceled. That's that. You know, my mindset and goal was to get to Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like a lot of people don't realize everything that you're doing now is going to affect. Like we might have would have or possibly been at a nice comfortable thanksgiving and christmas if everybody just buckled down and did what they were supposed to do but people are so selfish and i honestly just don't understand how you could be that comfortable with your own now look i'm not gonna sit and act like sit high on my horse you know like i've been doing every single thing right and wrong um right sorry but I could not, I would not feel comfortable thinking to myself like, man, forget this. I'm dying to go to the bar and then be the cause of anybody else getting sick, young or old. Like, I don't, whatever you might think, you know, younger, you know, 
they'll survive or they'll, whatever whatever you might feel. I couldn't be comfortable with knowing that anybody I've been around has been sick, you know, and, you know, it, it, it's happening. Like people are out here getting sick. You know, I'm on Facebook seeing friends that I grew up with in high school. You know, parents are dying from it. You know, they're on Facebook, you know, putting post F COVID. I lost my dad. Like, that's crazy. Like, and it's just lets you know where we are right now. So I just encourage everybody just, man. Don't be selfish. That's all. That's all it is. It's just simply not being selfish. It's not about you right now. There, people use that. What is that? The greater good. I don't know. Was that Marvel or is that just in general? The greater good. There is an actual greater good going on right now. I mean, for goodness, look at where we are. We have the president of the United States retweeting people yelling "white power." I mean, what is really going on? Just be responsible. Be responsible. It's it's like it's you've you've programmed yourself to be responsible for yourself and your family. Program yourself to add in, be responsible for society. That's it. Um like I said, got my do-rag on the day for that Jada Kiss fabulous battle that happened last night. That joint was fire. Uh, you know, sort of an update on civil, you know, unrest and you know, all the protests and everything going on with, you know, the uh, the fight against, you know, honestly, it's the fight against abuse of power. It's a fight against abuse of power against all people, but it's a fight against uh, abuse of power against black people and minorities. Um, it's just crazy to see all the videos of people still being like racist <laughs> like you would think that people would have enough sense just for themselves seeing anybody else have gone through something and lose their jobs i mean people are losing their job left and right as it should but there is absolutely no reason why people should not understand what black lives matter mean and you know what if you think all lives matter that includes black lives. Like, let's get out here. Like, you should be just as angry. Um, I would tell you this, you know, I don't know about other police departments. You know, honestly, I don't even know about, yeah, I don't know about other police departments around the country, but I will tell you this. I haven't seen any action from any police department in the state of Arizona. None. I haven't heard of a plan. I haven't even heard of a plan in development. And people need to realize, like, you know, and if you guys have videos or links or, you know, some police departments where your police chief or anybody has actually spoken up and, you know, has a plan or something they, they're they in the works, let me know. Send me the link. I want to see it because um, I haven't seen any from our state, none whatsoever. And it just shows how unimportant it is to people um, who are supposed to be uh, for the people. That's how I'll put it. Um, it just, I already know what's going to be said in our state. I already know what might be said across the country. You're going to hear those two T words, the most popular T words in law enforcement history transparency and training okay you're gonna hear those all over the country and they're all lies they are um it's just a subtle way 
to try to ease the public's mind and forget about it. Um, because if you think about all the other times your local police department or whomever have thrown out the, you know, better training, uh, more transparency, uh, better training, uh, you know, be more transparent, you know, make sure the public knows what we know, share information, be transparent, better training, um, better training for our officers. If you have heard that within your department, you know, prior to the George Floyd incident, George Floyd incident, and you've heard it for other incidents that's happened locally for you, ask them what that training was. Ask him what it was. So when this incident happened last month, last year, the year before, the year before, you said training and transparency. What exactly bullet point was the additional training your officers received or officers uh, have gotten, you know, since that incident? There isn't any. It's as simple as it is. It's just throwing up a bunch of smoke screens and hopefully, like I'll tell you this, the police departments, I'll tell you, police departments are really, I will say, not happy, but COVID is 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 relieving a little bit of pressure off these police departments right now. I'm telling you, um, I don't know if, I mean, because if you notice that there's a lot of specific states where it's like rising really high. And that's now being pushed to the forefront as the priority. You know, it's like, oh, COVID, 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 COVID. Oh, yeah, you're right. But, you know, multitask. What, what, what are you doing for the minorities and the public on them feeling comfortable with law enforcement? What is being done? Ask them that. But right now it's COVID, 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 which it should be. But I'm telling you. The COVID corona is going to be the super duper push and hopefully everyone just kind of fades away, you know, with, you know, civil unrest. But I encourage everybody to keep pushing. We're all keep pushing. Uh, we can hear, like I said, I mean, it was kind of weird. I mean, for those who see me post on social media. Um, oh, so let me go back. You know, do your part. Share, donate, do whatever you can, sign petitions, tweet, retweet, use your platforms. You know, I use our platform, me and George use our platform when we record to talk about it. We want to make sure that it gets out to as many people as possible. Us recording on a weekly basis, this is guaranteed to reach over 50,000 people a week, 45, 42 to 50,000 people a week. I'm sorry. A month, 40,000 to 50,000 people a month. On our on all pod, podcast streaming platforms, so, um, but you know, like I say, do your part. Uh, we actually started soccer back up, you know, and it's talking about the virus. You know, it's crazy because we have a lot of indoor, actually not a lot, but we have like one very big indoor sports complex where I live, and my son plays indoor soccer. That's where basketball, volleyball, soccer, dance class. Uh, flag football, there's a lot of things that happen in Arizona. I mean, it's Arizona. It's about 110 outside, you know, uh, anywhere from 106 to 120 at times. So outside sports just aren't that popular out here. We still have them. We still have soccer. We still have football. We still have all of the above. But they are very uncomfortable. And anywhere that people could play inside is always highly desirable by parents. My son's soccer was put to a halt. Uh, when everything at first took place and everything got shut down, which it was appropriately should be. And, you know, it started back up this past week and Friday was our practice. I didn't bring my own child. My child has asthma. 
Um, but I went and coached because coaching is not an easy thing to get through the complex because um, typically people stay coaching. Like It's typically dads and moms are like usually out there coaching as well, but it's a lot of dads that coach. And, you know, you want to coach your own child throughout that block of time. So it's usually like, you know, five, six, seven, eight, you know, the age groups, nine, ten league, you know. So, you know, if your kid just turned nine, you want to keep coaching all the way through. And, and you know, they play for free if you're the coach. Um, but it's fun. You know, it shows your kid that you care a little bit more when you coach. And um, it's good to, you know, do so, but I didn't bring my own kid to practice, you know, because one, I didn't know what practice would look like. I, I was hoping it looked like what it did. And only three kids came and I was glad because one, we still went through with practice, but it was able for us to be a little bit spread out. But two, it shows that the public cares more for their concern in some areas um, than I would have thought originally. You know, me and George had a back and forth all the time in a text message thread with Andy and Rico on whether or not it would be there. Now, I'll admit, Saturday for the game, it was pretty packed in that place. But for soccer, it was dead. Um, and for those who saw me, you know, I was wearing black lava air tick challenges, you know. But it was crazy because, you know, I had three kids and then the team we we're going to play had three kids. And we usually play with eight on the field, eight on eight. And we're talking soccer here. So they had like three. I had three. So the coaches had to play goalie. And, you know, I do want to talk about that for a little bit, because which, you know, which which is going to lead me to this. I'm doing since I wore air tech challenge twos for soccer. Uh, somebody had said. Basically, I got a few comments basically like talking about the performance of it or how they can't believe that used to be a performance shoe or whatever. But I'm not going to lie to you. It held me down. But I'm doing top 10 sneakers that I can't believe used to be performance based. I guess that's how that would go. I'm not sure if that's how it sounds. Since I'm, doing, since I'm not doing top 50 today, I'm doing top 10 sneakers that used to be considered performance-based and they might still be considered performance-based but there's not a single person who would still use any of these for performance except maybe pj tucker but he's goofy but you know and, and it's funny because you know i told my wife i say i had to play goalie and i'm not gonna lie to you i dominated you know, i dominated out there i don't care seven eight nine ten year old kids i'm not gonna lie to you i dominated and you know it's funny because oh because like i said it was Essentially, we just played three on four soccer and the coaches had to be the goalie. So I had three players. They had four players and their coach playing goalie. I had three out there and I, I was the goalie. So we we're out there playing goalie. Now, look, have we ever done it before? No. But and is it a little weird out there playing goalie? Sure, you are one because you're out there trying to stop somebody's kid. You know, there's parents in the stands. Let me tell you, parents and the ref and the coaches were annoyed with me because I was playing hard. I, I was out there diving like I'm talking. I was playing so hard I had to let them score three points just to get them to calm down a little bit because the ref, he was annoyed like he was annoyed that I was trying so hard. The other coach was the goalie for his team and he was mad that I was trying hard because he wasn't trying hard. Now, let me explain something to you. It might sound incredibly immature and it might sound absolutely ridiculous a grown man out there. I'm almost 40, all right? I'm 37. But that's closer to 40 than anything else, all right? I know for the parents out there watching me dive and fly and block all their kids' kicks and goals had to be annoying. I know it was for the coach. I know it was for the referee. But I don't care because 
if my kids busted their butt going down there to score a goal, the least I can do is is to hold up my end of the bargain. I was annoyed that the other coach who played goalie wasn't trying hard. He was trying to be cool. First of all, and I don't want to toot my own horn, but in the Avondale Sports Complex, I'm probably the coolest person in the entire building, all right? Facts, all right? I don't care what anybody say. It might sound incredibly self-absorbed and, and ridiculous, but trust me, all right? I might be the coolest dad in the building. That's facts, okay? Um, but I was busting my butt. I watch my kids go down there and bust their butts to score a goal. And I'm supposed to just like, oh, you know, oh, you know, kind of goof around. No, 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 no. My kid went down and scored. I'm not doing it. I'm sitting there looking at the other coach playing goalie across the field. And he's giving me that look like, you know, like, what's up, man? Like, what the heck? I'm looking at him like, you better get busy because I'm not allowing it. Ref was annoyed. And and this is what drive me nuts because we played another team. We played a 9-10 team. Actually, our 9-10 teams didn't have enough players either, so we combined them. So we kind of, we had enough players for this one, but it still wasn't enough to have a goalie-type situation. So I ended up playing goalie again. And them kids, they should have scored about 50 goals on me, but they didn't. Like They just kept doing ridiculous things, and the coaches were annoyed. I mean, like, the coaches were... Like, kind of like laughing, like, look at this guy trying hard. And these are the exact same coaches that be out here yelling at the kids, yelling at the ref, yelling at everybody week after week about what they need to do and what they're not doing and what play hard and hustle and do this and that. But they're mad that I, I will never. I feel like if I didn't go out there and play as hard as I did, I could never yell at my kids to go play hard, hustle. Why didn't you get that? How you let that ball pass you? How you let that happen? I could never do it again if I'm not going to go out there and, what is it, preach what you teach? Whatever the phrase is. Like, I'm sorry. I, I will always do that. Basketball, I don't care. Like, I will always do that. And shout out for the ones who will like, yo, give them kids them L's. They'll learn. I was coaching the teams that I was going against. I'm telling the kids, stop kicking the ball like that towards me. I am old. You need to rocket that ball off me. If that ball bounces off me, one of your homies will get the rebound. There were times where there was like four or five of them just against me. I'm in the goal, like by myself, like, oh shoot, like four or five of them. They're so confused on what to do. That I just caught it, stopped it, hit it, slapped it, whatever the case may be. Sometimes all I had to do was flinch at them because they're just, they don't know. They just flinch. They flinch and I just kicked the ball out of here. Like, you know, so I don't care what any of you think. I will always, I don't let my kids win at Monopoly. I don't let my kids win at board games, nothing. If we playing sorry, if we playing, you flip the little cards over, find a match, I will try to win. Period. We're playing Madden with my son is getting into Madden and getting into 2K. Fam, I am, I don't, I lose, I have never won a game of 2K in basketball, 2K basketball. I'm talking since 2K has been on a system. I have never won a game against anybody. I am, no joke, I'm about, oh, and probably about 350. That's no joke. I have never beaten anybody. Now, I beat my son a few times, but... I don't count that. I am awful at 2K. Madden, wash you. 2K, nope. 
you're a guaranteed W. I could pick the Warriors or the hottest. I could pick the Lakers, and you could pick the whoever Cavaliers. You're, you're still gonna beat me. Period. I've even like done the the option on 2K where you can practice, like where you just be shooting around by yourself, trying to figure it. I even did that by myself. Maybe I was like, yo, maybe I need to figure this out. I'm like, cause I, I just can't seem to win. I can score some points. I can do some, but I cannot win for nothing. Anyways, but shout out to the kids. You know, they shut soccer down again. Got an email today like, okay, it's over. It's over. It's over. Stop. Stop trying to bring it back. It's over. Uh, Pickups this week. Uh, actually, you know what? Pickup. Classic Nike tee. I don't know if you can see it. Classic, classic Nike tennis tee. Uh, one of my favorite logos from like, could have been 90s, I believe. Um... But it used to be on the back of a few of the tennis sneakers uh, back in the day. It used to be on like some of the posters, like Sampras and stuff like that. I used to love those. Uh, grabbed another pair of Forrest Gump Cortezes, which I got on right now. Which I don't know why I put these on immediately because I have s- six pairs of Forrest Gump uh, Cortezes, and I have a pair that's the pair I wear. So I don't know why I just opened up the box and threw these on. So, uh, but it is a part of my undes initiative, which I don't know if undesing things, if they're the exact same thing, really matters. Like I'm not gonna undes all six pairs of my Forrest Gump Cortezes or whatever, especially because they're the same color. Now undesing other Cortezes, cool, but I'm not undesing the exact same color model that I have because they're relatively cheap. You can find a pair of Forrest Gump Cortezes for the LO. And let me tell you something, I firmly believe this. Now, if this would have been eight to 20 years ago, and you didn't have a pair of Cortezes in your collection, all right, cool. You have to have a pair of Cortezes in your collection, period. I prefer nylons, some prefer leather, whatever. You have to have a pair of Cortezes in your collection. Facts. Uh, But that's my pickups. Uh, What comes out this week? Releases this week. We got the Parlay DNA Boost. Let me tell you something. There hasn't been a Boost sneaker that actually made me almost swipe my Apple Pay open. Um, I will tell you this. I think the parlays are fire. And I think this is what the original, when we very first seen parlay, I think this was like one of the original models or looks or whatever. And then they released something completely different from that. And this is the one that everybody wanted. I think I could be wrong. I don't know. You have to look at RJ Scott's video. Shout out to RJ. Um, I think I saw him with the black and the, the white pair. I think the white pair is probably the most popular, but the black one is nice too. Uh, I can't get myself to pay full price for anything Adidas right now because it all goes on sale. I mean, obviously, clearly not Kanye and Yeezys and stuff, which we'll get into that wacko. Um, but I'm not paying full price for any Continentals or any Boost or anything. Like you, you, you don't have to. Um. You can literally see an Adidas drop on the site or wherever. Now, I think these parlays might have sold out. The white ones did maybe. Or there's very little sizes left. But honestly, I'm not buying them unless I could get them for about 98, maybe uh, 100. Like, I tell people all the time, look, $98, I'll cop. 
$98.01, I got to pray on it. And $98.02, nah, not copping. But these are fire. I encourage those who are still paying full price for Adidas originals or classics, whatever their line is, buy these. These are ones that are must cops if you're still paying full price for Adidas. Um, trash Hippies. Uh, it's actually crazy. I saw like Manor, our local boutique out here is actually getting them. They're account must be lit i mean they're getting all the dunks everything all the nike basketball everything shout out to them um trash hippies i don't know they they haven't grown on me yet i don't think they suck but i don't think they fire i've seen a lot of people wearing them um there's like two with laces and i can't figure out which is which every time i send the picture to george george wants one of the pairs with laces every time i send him a picture of the one with laces he sends me a different one with laces i'm like oh shoot i thought they were the same thing uh shout out to andy todd no not andy todd sorry shout out to andy um from the uk um He's posted a picture wearing them. I believe it might have been the gray with green. I can't remember. But I would take a pair. But I feel like these trash hippies are pairs that people um, feel like they need because it's something different. I appreciate when different things come out. But it needs to continue to come out. Like, I think Vapor Max is here to stay. It seems like it. I'll be honest with you. When Vapor Max first came out, I thought... It's here. They'll see what happened and it won't come back again. There's been a lot of systems and cushion systems and fly knits and threads and all kind of stuff that have come out over the years of us being in the sneakers and they just kind of fade away. Trash Hippie, you got to continue to make Trash Hippie sneakers and make more and more and more. It just can't be a one special run. Like, at least not to me. You know, I, I like when themes that sell out, that they work, they have some type of meaning. Keep it going. It's okay to keep it going. Um, Jordan 14 Gym Reds, they don't suck. They I right. Am I copping? Absolutely not. But they cool. Like, I mean, I'll tell you this. Gym Red, these Gym Red 14s are way better than both Ferraris. Ferraris are one of the most overrated sneakers of all time. Jordans of all time. Like, I remember I had Ferraris, and me and Simple thought they were so fire. Got them things in hand. Like, What? Get this out of here, all right? Um, I wore Ferrari 14s one time, and I think I paid over retail, like 30 over retail from some cat um, locally, and got them in hand like, ew, these suck. Warm, like, ew, these suck still, and then sold them to somebody else. Uh, I think I might have sold them to Simple. Who knows? Um, but these Gym Reds, they look like black toe if you want to call them black toe, the original OG colorway of the 14s with red on the side. They're fired. About, you know, 10 years late, but they fired. Um, I'll tell you this. Zoom double stacks. I am really interested in Zoom double stacks. I don't want to pay full price for them. Now, some of you might say, and I quote DJ Clark Kent, if you're not paying full price for them, you really didn't want them. Stop. Okay. I think the double stack looks interesting. Uh, there's a green and a black version. I think the green is women's and the black is men's or vice versa. I don't know. Uh, I'm definitely interested in wanting to try it on. But this is something that I just talked about. It's something where it's like, wow, that looks cool. And then you might not ever see a double stack sole with Zoom Air or whatever ever again. I mean, Nike is really doing some experimental things with the soles right now on sneakers. And it's showing, but... 
then you just kind of never see it again. Interested in those. And obviously, um, St. John's, I believe it's St. John's, the Dunk, Dunk Low, non-SB. Look, we all want them, okay? I see people like, yo, perfect summertime sneaker. Fam, stay home, all right? Now, if you're talking about perfect summertime sneaker to sit in your backyard, walk around with, go to the grocery store and mask up, cool. Stay home. Um, I don't think I've ever seen so many places doing raffles. I mean, I've entered at least six myself. Now, that might be minor to some. There are some raffles where, like, I just didn't have my, you know, there are some, I prefer the raffles that don't take payment ahead of time. They send you the email for you to cop, like how Kith does it, Kith did it, I've won off Kith before, um, undefeated, I've never won off undefeated, but that's how they do it, they, they, you win, supposedly send you the email, and you have like a within a certain time frame to pay, I believe, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but like some of the raffles I just had to like skip over because honestly, I just didn't feel like getting up, going to get my wallet out of the room or I, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I start the raffle and then it's asking for your credit card information. I have a credit card information saved on my thing, but there's like so many card information on my phone that I can't remember the three digits on every single one, which require, which would require me to get up and go to my room and get my wallet and come back or take my phone. To, I ain't doing it. I don't need it that bad. I've entered majority of the ones that don't require payment up front, and that's that. I win, cool. I don't, that's that. Or the ones that already have my stuff memorized, like they have my payment, my all that stuff good, go from there. Charge me, that's good. But if I got to like get off the couch and go to the room and get my wallet and take the card out and flip it over and put the three digits, I'm not doing it. You know what? Wearing this do-rag is a bad idea. I have a headache. But shout out to Jada Kiss and Fabulous. I'm telling you, that Jada Kiss and Fabulous versus battle, um, man, if it didn't bring back some memories, I swear, it, you you either weren't outside or you you was goofy, all right? If you don't remember leaning against the wall at the party, you know, touching a girl elbow when she walked by, hey, hey girl, uh, what's up? Trying to get her to back it up on you? Oh, my gosh. If you don't remember that, you can't talk to me. You can't talk to me and you can no longer listen to this podcast. I'm joking. Please listen, like, subscribe, and do all of the above. Um... Trying to think what else I want to get to first because I do have a few things I want to talk about. It's really weird that like I, I send the homie the list of what we're going to talk about and he's all for it and then he doesn't show up. So now and look, I've done this podcast many times by myself. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know what I will say, though? And shout out to everybody, you know, I've been having a lot of conversations with a lot of the homies about hats, you know, fitted hats and just hats in general. You know, you can see the rise of like the fitted hat is back. And it's crazy because I'm a super snapback fan, but there are certain things that I feel like for some odd reason, I feel like hats with side patches don't belong on snapbacks. And I don't believe that, but I feel it. Does that make sense? It doesn't because it doesn't make sense to me. But you can go on New Era, Hat Club, Lids, all these sites, and they have side patch hatches, excuse me, side patch hats available, but they're snapbacks. Those sit. Like, people think it's just the side patch, but it really isn't. It's the side patch and the fitted. And you know what? I'm very, like, 
like I said earlier with the podcast about being selfish and being very fortunate and stuff we've taken advantage of. And I had a conversation with George about it on the podcast last week. I'm really happy forward, moving forward, being happy, trying not to be less annoyed. There's a few topics I will come over today, which I will be very annoyed with, but I'm, I'm overall in a better mood. I'm in a better place with how you feel and stuff like that. Acknowledging when you feel different and how negative it is to feel that way. Acknowledging and understanding, which I've talked about many times in the past, which poisons society with in general. Like it poisons us to like that we're so angry at something and nobody has any else idea about it. It just makes no sense for me to be so annoyed with you. You have no idea. It just makes my body sick. It just makes me get the headache. It just makes me go downhill. It just makes my emotions, my mental hurt to be annoyed at somebody who lives in a completely different time zone. But I will say this. I understand the hustle. I do. I understand the resale game. I do. There are a few people who have been doing it for a while, which I'm fine with. But it's a little disheartening when it's grown to too big grown to a certain magnitude and this is that's how i'll put it and by this i'm talking people going out i'm still talking about hats here people still talking about hats here people who are going out first thing in the morning or they homies who work at hat shops or whatever going out buying up all the hats and then taking the hats to embroiderers to put their own personal stuff on it and then try to sell them back to the public for like 80 to a hundred dollars. Now look, I've seen a few fire hats. Like, yo, that was a cool idea to throw that on the hat. That's dope. There's been a couple that I thought about buying from people like, yo, that's tight, you know, but man, majority of the listeners podcast are in the sneakers. If you get annoyed with sneakers, don't it's more annoying because something about hats, you feel like they shouldn't be limited. Like we're talking about a hat here and especially for something that's around thirty five to forty five dollars. I feel like if a store sells out of a hat, they should be able to call New Era or whomever and say, hey, we ran out of the um, four screen L.A. with a side patch. Cool. Sending over 30 more. I feel like it should be that way. We're talking about hats here. We're talking about hats that represent. Now, look, there are certain custom hats. There are certain things out there. I get it. But we're essentially talking about hats that represent sports teams like enough. But like I said, I understand the hustle. I understand what you're doing. Some of them are even fire. Not going to lie to you. Um, But man, it's gross to go out there and buy every single one of the hats that released that day and then take them to an embroidery shop and embroider your name and your personal logo for some odd reason. Don't do anything. Don't make music. Don't do videos, podcasts, nothing. But you have a logo and you put it on your hats and then try to sell it to us for 100 Like, no, I'm buying a Yankee hat. That's it. I don't need the Yankee times um, Joe Smo who uh, lives down the street. I don't need that. 
Now you make music, you for whatever reason, you fine. You got a legitimate reason to have a logo, fine. But just don't be gross about it. Don't ah man, like I seen somebody like post every single one of look like the burgundy. It was the burgundy one, I believe, and it was like Phillies, White Sox, Yankees. They had look like a full size run of all of them, and they were like sitting there on a table. You know, waiting to put them on the embroidery machine. And I'm like, damn, come on, man. Like, why, if I want to represent the Phillies today, why do I got to wear the Joe Smo logo? And who's Joe Smo? Oh, he's just the homie that go to the high school down the street. For what? I digress. I'm not annoyed. I'm just saying. That's it. Uh, Boy, I would tell you this. All right. Now. I will tell you this, though. When I saw this on Twitter and I saw this on social media yesterday, I thought it was a joke. Okay. Now, we've talked about Virgil. All right. Quite a bit this year. All right. I don't think I mean, he's taking L's left and right. Okay. And I said that Off-White will never be on my body, which it won't. But I am, like I said, in a better mindset and process to where I need people like Virgil and whomever else doing these things to see what they're doing or have done and learn. Okay. Now, I appreciate a good Twitter dragon. Boy, the Twitter. So, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, and there's just so many levels to this. Like, it's so many levels that I'm trying not to get like extremely annoyed or mad. But, and if I raise my voice, it's because I am irritated, but I don't want to. Um, But, the Pop Smoke album, which, you know, rest in peace, Pop Smoke, you know, album coming out after his death, um, the album art came out for it. Now, I'm going to shoot a little bail. Supposedly, they are going to change the art due to Twitter and social media backlash, which is awesome. But that, what happened is Virgil. You know, y'all homie who makes Nikes and all that. Virgil Abloh designed the Pop Smoke album cover art. I'm going to have it on the screen. It's here or here. One of them. Virgil's face here. Maybe. It is an embarrassment and a disgrace of an art cover. Like. I don't even know where to begin with how bad that art cover is. It is proof. And like I said, I want Virgil to learn for this. I want him to learn. I want him to understand the passion that comes behind people's anger or misunderstanding or uh, being bothered by something he does. I need him to look at that and say, okay, they're right. I need to learn from this. We're talking about somebody who, as I think at one point, was heralded as like designer of the year or something at some show. Or, I mean, he's the lead creative director at Louis Vuitton. I mean, we're talking about somebody who does have some type of skill and creativity in his body. And if you see this album cover of a young man who was killed in the beginning of his career, this album is just more than just the music and it's more than just the artwork. This is this young man who died. This is a part of his short-lived legacy. Like we're talking about something that his family, his kids, I don't know if he had kids, but his, you know, 
mother, father, whomever in his family will always have this as a piece of him to understand of where he was headed before his life was cut short. And you put together, you, Virgil, put together that cheap, uninspired, uncreative nonsense of an album cover. We're talking about a very charismatic person in Pop Smoke, very charismatic in his music, his style, his persona, his language, like his, uh, not language, but his, um, you know, I guess you want to say slang, dialect, whatever you want to say. So much that you can take from a young artist like Pop Smoke and really create and build something. And Virgil put together that high vacation Bible school album cover of nonsense. And you know what it made me say? It made me say, you know what? He just doesn't care. Like he didn't care. He didn't care. You know what? Bring my, bring my voice down. He didn't care. That's my issue. But like I said, there's levels to the issues in this. We're talking about a young, and now look, I don't, you know the podcast, you know how we get busy. The album cover, we're talking about Virgil Abloh, we're talking about somebody who I have said, and still will stand behind it, his collaboration of the 10 Nikes is the greatest collaboration of sneakers of all time. And we're talking about, and I've said this numerous times on this podcast, we're talking about somebody who was so creative, took one of the most legendary sneakers, if not the legendary sneaker, if not the greatest sneaker of all time, hint, 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 and said, I can make this cooler, not better, cooler, and deconstructed a Jordan 1, deconstructed an Air Max 90, deconstructed a Presto. He made the Presto fire. Prestos, and for those who are listening, Prestos have never been fire. They've been all right. Oh, shoot. Let's go grab, go grab a Presto today. A Presto was like, you know what? These joints, what is it, 70, 75? We can grab a Presto. Presto was just past Roche Run. That's all it was. Some might get bothered. Some might get, you know. But he did that. And to see what he did for this is an abomination. I'm looking at this as like, I'm looking at this completely different. Now, the times have made you look at stuff a lot differently. Like, I, I expect, and this is how I'm going to put this, I expect for a young black artist who was killed, this album is going to be a part of his legacy. This album is important to him. A black designer was contracted out, whatever you want to say, to do something special for this. And he didn't. Because I will tell you this. If it was come to find out that album cover was made by like a white person or, or any other race, ooh, they would have had their heads. So I take offense to this that Virgil did. I do. I take offense to this because this album is much more important than the music and even uh, and even the album cover. It, it, this is a young man's legacy who was murdered in his own home. And this is what you put together. Like, this is forever on the internet as a joke now. 
And this is where I go back and I hate to think this. I don't want to think this and I don't want to be that person to think or speculate amongst things like this. It makes me think that if I'm trying to think of an artist, I don't know, Ariana Grande or Madonna was making a comeback, whomever. It makes me think that if they asked Virgil to make their album cover, it would have been fire. I, I, it would have been the most creative. He would have put his all into it. It makes me think that. Do I know that? I don't know. But it makes me feel that way to see the garbage that probably took about four minutes to do. If you look at the actual picture of the album cover, he's missing one of his ears. Like, for the love of God, man, you're on here adding shoelaces to dunks and removing stuff and switching stuff and moving around and playing with colors and and materials. But on this, I, you you cannot tell me he learn, get better. It, it, it's important for today. It really is. But you know what? You know what kind of came out of this? You know what really came out of this ridiculousness from Virgil? You know what came out of this right now? Was creativity. And creativity, creators, creativeness, whatever word you want to use. I've seen people on Twitter take it upon themselves to make their own album covers. I'm talking some of those covers were fire i'm not gonna lie to you i saved bookmark some of those twitter tweets because i'm like yo can you i'm gonna throw something can you throw something together for the sneak this podcast one day that's where it comes back and i hate that i feel like every time i do a solo episode i start talking about creators and creativity and, and all this stuff if you go on twitter just type in virgil in the search look at everybody running him through the mud which he deserves but he has to give him the opportunity to learn i want to give him the opportunity to learn you look at some of the art cover that regular people have created are absolute fire and you know what honestly that's probably what it should have been in the first place because i think pop smoke is from jersey i have no idea what they got virgil doing this for anyways from chicago you can't find nobody in jersey or anybody in New York or from that tri-state area to put together something to represent Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke was yours. What you got Virgil doing for this? And you know what? I encourage all companies to reach out. Give somebody the opportunity to add something to their resume. Imagine if if, if they would have held a contest like, hey, create an album cover for the Pop, Pop Smoke upcoming album. Create an album cover. Use any pictures or outlets you want, whatever you want to do, and submit them. And we'll choose the winner. First prize gets $10,000, whatever an artist might get for an album cover. I don't know. That might be excessive, but I don't know. Imagine if they would have done something like that and somebody could have had the opportunity to be a creator. You know, must be amateur, you know, no professional you know, Hollywood people or whatever. But imagine that. Imagine if people started utilizing other humans. There are too many creators out here who look, being a creator and being creative is a gift. It's a gift that takes discipline. You can easily fall off your creativity. 
somebody, man, I wish I could remember. I'm really bad. Throughout the week, we get a lot of DMs and a lot of messages and a lot of stuff from people, and I love it and I appreciate it. But I always hate when it comes time to record the podcast. I can't remember who it was. I probably should write it down. But somebody said they went back and was listening to episode one made me cringe and i think they replied with growth is an understatement that i told my wife i said that made me feel so good like it makes you feel good that you your creativity can grow and get better the work you put into it the effort there are a lot of things out there people are starting out and they just stop get better get better get better that's it Virgil, I don't know what he's doing, but he's either sharing his creativity with others or he's not being disciplined anymore in his creativity. And I'm going to tell you this, and I give Don C a hard time. And I, for the record, this is a sneaker podcast and we provide analytical analysis towards anything with sneakers, streetwear, etc. Okay. So don't start hitting me with the yo. Why you on the black man? No, 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 no. I'm not canceling any of these people. I am providing factual information on something that is very disappointing to me and I want them to learn and get better. But people have built up these personas with their names and their names carry more weight than their actual work. People would have accepted that cover if it wasn't for social media. They would have. And you know how I know? Because it would have never hit social media if if it didn't. That picture of that album cover would have never hit social media if they weren't accepting of it. Whomever said, let's get Virgil to do this. And when Virgil said, here you go, they said, oh, this is fire. Yes. Fire. Put it on social media. Got lambasted. And that's what you get. Be better, learn, understand, create, share your creativity with us. You had the opportunity to do something for a young black man as a black artist and you did nothing. Learn from it. Stop it. Learn. Uh, what else? Yeezy and Gap. Do, do, do. Yeezy and Gap. And that what Yeezy do now? He do a Sunday service. Yeezy and Gap, 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 Yeezy and Gap. Start shouting in here. Hit that organ. Some of our listeners might not understand that church organ, but that church organ is when everybody in the black community gets up out of their seats and they praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Shabbat Anyways, Yeezy and Gap. I have no idea what's going on out here in these streets. Let me start this off by saying I love Gap. I do. Me and George have talked about it numerous times on this podcast. A lot of you might have forgot. Some of you might remember. I buy Gap jeans. I buy the Gap jeans off the online. Not only Gap jeans for you snobs out there. But Gap jeans, Gap clothes, extremely high quality. It's basics. I buy the extra skinny Gap jeans that you can only buy online. Most Gap stores don't sell the extra skinny. You can only buy them online. High quality, fire, dope colors, all of the above fit perfect with your sneakers. Take this as a tip, all right? Don't take this as a, dang, Greg, or a Gap jeans. Stop it. Gap has sells nothing but some of the best basics. Your plain tees, get your little striped tee to go into your, 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 your cardigan or something, get you a nice little uh, shirt to go under your, your denim shirt, you know, when that, when that spring hit off, 
you know, find you a nice little bun down. You know, you could lace up with some, you know, throw yourself on some nice little Air Max Ones with a little bun down. You know, you might go to a little bar or something. Gap has it. But here's the thing. Gap creates some of the really good basic clothing. We buy all of our kids' clothes from Gap, J. Crew, and Ralph Lauren. That's where my kids' clothes come from. One, because they're just going to tear them up, run through them anyways. Two, they're high quality. Three, we know the sizes of them. I'm confident in the sizes that I buy offline on Gap because I know for my kids and their bodies and what we buy for, period. For myself with Gap as well, I know exactly what size I wear. A plain t-shirt, come on. I mean, y'all can't be out here buying off-white or plain tees. I hope you're not. Gap, the thing that I find crazy about this is like, I, I, I don't... I don't understand this whatsoever, and I do understand this completely. Um, they gave Kanye's reportedly a 10-year deal, Yeezy Gap deal or whatever. Now, look, I'm currently not rocking with Kanye. And partly is it because he refuses to learn. And I don't know if refuses is the right word, but he hasn't. In the times that we're in now, when everything was all good, he rode way too hard for somebody who was inexperienced in the White House. And then when it's clearly, I don't curse, but a shite show, he hasn't denounced any of that or said anything. Does he owe that to me? No, but he owes it to the black community sorry he does um fam gap you already made yeezy style clothes like i just i find it amazing that i would have never thought there is not a sneakerhead who was born between 77 and 85 or whatever. There's not a sneakerhead between that block that would have thought that Kanye West, a musician, a music artist, would be number two in the most discussion of sneakers. Like, it is Jordan, Kanye. Those are the two most important people in sneakers period don't start hitting me up yo what about tinker stop it okay be ridiculous all right tinker is only within our vision when nike starts shoving stuff on the sneakers app and saying look tinker drew this and you guys are like whoa seeing complex today Posting original sketches of Air Max 90s. Man, if y'all don't post Black Lives Matter. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, but with Kanye, I never thought that he would be the number two most important person with sneakers right now. I will tell you this, Kanye hasn't been relevant in fashion in probably, I don't know, whenever he stopped wearing pink polos and stuff. Like, he was an actual fashion icon then. And I, and I, and I mean that within this, in the confines of he made people in less fortunate areas feel comfortable with wearing stuff that the fortunate was wearing 
Now, and, I, and this is how I'll put this. You wasn't coming to, when I was certain schools and stuff where I was. I dare you to walk on campus. Now, I'm, this is before high school. High school, we was out there. All right. But you wasn't just mobbing through junior high wearing a pink Ralph Lauren polo. Like, you just wasn't. And if you were wearing a polo, them joints was way too big. Kanye taught us how to wear our clothes. Uh, he was a part of it. That's how I put it. Wear our clothes with the correct sizes. Add style to them. That a pink polo. That slim fitting jeans. That whatever a backpack. Louis Vuitton isn't for girls only. There was a period in time where like Louis and stuff was like. Like an unspoken like considered for women. Like Gucci and stuff like that. Um, he let it be like yo. You want to come to the hood. And mop through to the party. Wearing the pink polo. Cool. And you know what it was. It was confidence. Kanye gave you confidence. Kanye doesn't exude confidence anymore. Like he exudes sadness. Like. I've never seen somebody when I see them in pictures or in video or on social media, like he looks like a sandwich. Like he looks like when you go to Subway, I don't know who still eats Subway, but you don't go to Subway and they build the sandwich in front of you. But for some odd reason, when you get home and unwrap it, it looked like it looked like they threw it, threw it to you. Like it looked like they that's what he looks like when I see him. And his face is he has two emotions, sad and sadder. Okay. Gap has always made Kanye style clothing. It's just plain clothing. Kanye West doesn't try to dress anymore. Kanye West wears actual basics. Now, they're probably extremely expensive basics. But Gap, you've already been doing that. Now, if you're trying to reach a certain demographic of people, a certain crowd, if you're trying to be much cooler, this will happen. But you could have made yourselves cooler by, um, I don't know. Hiring cool people or um, if you're trying to reach a minority demographic more, hire some cool minorities or creative minorities. You could have done this on your own. Now, look, if you open up the Gap app right now, open up the Gap app. They always have various of other races in the app all the time. But none of them look like the people who buy sneakers and yeezys and stuff like these look like everybody no matter what race it is in the gap app everybody looks rich and fortunate like uh, they all look ver i mean the skin is flawless they all look like they finna go to uh, the hamptons i'm like yo this is why nobody wants to wear a gap because you don't make it cool i bet a lot of people who have seen me dress and think i dress good if they found out it was Gap, they probably blow their mind. You can make stuff look cool. Gap, you can make your stuff look cool. You didn't need Kanye. Now, I get it. I get it. You're not buying just Kanye. You're not paying for just Kanye. You're paying for the Kardashian empire. <laughs> and I've talked about this numerous times. The Kardashian is hands down the first family of the United States of America. Sounds ridiculous. But in the constructs of fashion and social media and who's who and and I mean, they have the longest running what reality TV show probably of all time next to Survivor and stuff. I don't know. I could be wrong. But they're essentially the first the first family of social media, the first family of the Internet, the first family of reality TV, the first family of shoot makeup, the first family of whatever. 
Gap knows. Gap is smart. My wife watches the Kardashians if they don't if there isn't anything better on TV. She watches and I sit there and watch with her. You know, I mean, I ain't going nowhere. There's nothing wrong with saying that. I'll sit there and watch it with her for a little bit. And I will tell you this, I don't think I've ever seen an episode where if not all a few of the sisters were wearing something Yeezy or Yeezys. Every single one. If not concert merch, if not 700s, Wave Runners, 350s, Turtle Doves, I have never seen an episode of the Kardashians where I'm talking Kylie. Uh, what's the other one? Kylie. Whatever the other one is. Uh, Kendall. What is Kim? Chloe. Shoot. What's the other one's name? Whatever. I've never seen an episode where they weren't wearing some Kanye stuff. So they know what they're doing. The Gap knows, and I'm sure if Kanye's a smart person or the people who handles Kanye's affairs, these smart people probably went in there and said, hey, you know if you bring in Kanye, this is a package deal. You're going to have to pay us way more because you know Kim will be wearing, come on, you know Kim is going to throw on a Gap Yeezy hoodie and put it on social media. There's a lot of women out here wearing Yeezys not sneakerhead women, for the record, a lot of women out here wearing Yeezys who aren't in the sneakers. These are facts. Like, I, I, I hate to be the bearer of facts, but I love being the bearer of facts. That makes no sense. But it's true. So the gap knows. Gap knows you watch the Kardashians. Gap knows you look at social media. I mean, geez, Kim Kardashian. You see people retweeting Kim Kardashian taking pictures of Yeezys and showing the Yeezys in her closet. Like, who cares? You're the wife of the person who make of, of Yeezys. You should. But for some odd reason, people care. Yo, Kim, Kar Kim Kardashian's Yeezys. Yo, she got those? Yeah. Yeah, she does. What are you, what are you talking about? Um, But they know. Kim is going to throw on a Yeezy hoodie and sit on the couch and take a picture of her and the kids. And the kids are going to wear Yeezy hoodies. And everyone's going to say, I think I'm going to get my daughter a crew neck Yeezy. I mean, if North is wearing it, North has one. Oh, my gosh. It's the same one that Saint's wearing. Don't act like y'all don't do it. I'm going to tell you something. I don't do it. But there's nothing wrong with you guys do it. I'm just saying, speaking for the gap. Kanye, I understand where it comes from. Um, I don't get it. I honestly don't understand 10 years. 10 years is a very long time for Kanye. I honestly feel, I'm curious, like, does Kanye have 10 years? Like, does he have 10 years left of this? I just don't know. Because, honestly, Kanye came up with a song today. The song is awful to me. Now, I think it's supposed to be some type of gospel, social justice song. It's awful, all right? If y'all haven't listened to Lil Baby's song, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, my God. That song is fire. Whereas, like, black and white video, talking about injustice and black life. Fam, I thought I would never in a million years be saying somebody named Lil Baby is blowing Kanye West out the water musically. I mean, blowing him out the water musically. Gosh, that song is whack. Um, but man, Kanye's. Hmm. I guess he. I guess. I don't know. I just don't see how long Kanye can withstand this. I. I just don't. Uh, which brings me to like wave 
what are them joints that came out this week? Is there anything else I want to say about this? Uh, guess that's it. Um, Yeezy foam runners. You know, this is another thing. I I don't I don't know if I, I it shocks me when I find myself amazed. We're talking about something that the foam foam runner slip on thing is a ridiculous shoe it is it's it's a slipper it's a house shoe like you should not be outside in this this is a go to the mailbox yo go grab a loaf of bread real quick yo the the baby nose is running go to the pharmacy in the middle of the night oh shoot we got a baby wipes you know hop in your the whip go get the baby wipes go grab something from starbucks real quick Colados, you know, go get you a nice caramel macchiato with extra caramel. Go get you a, a matcha green tea. Throw your foam runners on. Go get you a, a chai tea latte with oats milk. That's what these are. These are not to be consumed by just everyone. Like these are ridiculous. The joints are $75 and they're reselling to upwards of $400. I don't get it. I know nothing anymore. I know nothing about sneakers. I'm just here doing this podcast for no odd reason. I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing about sneakers because there is no way that people are fiending that hard for something different from the Yeezy line that they're willing to pay upwards to $400 for something that isn't even a shoe. It's not even a complete shoe. If I can't run away with it or fight in it, it ain't a shoe to me. These are selling more than 350s, than some 350s. We're talking about a complete shoe, you know, with no holes in it, made out of of durable material, can't tear, can't, like, what are you talking about here? I know nothing. I know nothing about sneakers anymore. I'm just here doing a sneaker podcast with my best friend in the world, and we know nothing. We just come here, and we just talk on microphones, and you guys just say fire and get you guys through the day, and that's it. Because I I have no idea. When does it end? Like, when does it end? Like, when does it end? When? I'm, I'm talking the ridiculousness of people. $400, $330, $400 for a shoe that's foam. It's not even a good looking shoe. Like I said, yo, throw on your hoop shorts, throw on your foam runners, go get yourself a nice uh, grande uh, matcha tea, uh, hot almond milk, three honeys. Go ahead and get you one of those to come back to the crib, kick your feet up and watch uh, some NASCAR or whatever's on TV now. Who knows what's on sports now? Cool, but if you on GOAT or StockX buying those just because, you're an insane person. You are. Uh, What else we got here? I guess I can do upcoming sneakers by myself. I hope this episode isn't sounding like negative or bad or anything like that. I'm just talking about the stuff. And honestly, it would have went the exact same way if George was here. Um, I don't know if it would have went the same way if the homie came, but... You know, who knows? Upcoming sneakers. Uh, just a few things real quick. Jordan 14 blues. I mean, they're basically uh, the white and reds. What do you guys call them? Candy canes for some odd reason. The white and red Jordan 14s. <laughs> they just took the red off and switched it with blue. Do, 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 do. No joke. Those, whenever 14s first released, what was that? 97, 96, whatever that was. They're late. Um, 
Nice kicks questions, fam. Come on. All right. <laughs> First of all, a question. Like, stop it. No more questions. One, we're over it, okay? But I think these ones are called Iverson Fishermans, okay? And I think it, first of all, let's just talk about the title given to it, okay? A fisherman is the people on the greatest catch. Those are fishermen, okay? Iverson is a person who likes to fish. There's a difference. There's a difference. I didn't read into it too much. I think it said something about it being inspired for inspired by Iverson's love for fishing or growing up fishing somewhere. Whatever. Calling these the Iverson Fishermen's or whatever. Like I said, Iverson is a person who likes to fish. A fisherman is a person who fishes for profession. That's a fisherman. Actually, profession and survival. That's a fisherman. Kyrie hybrids. Let me tell you something. I don't know how many people have seen the hybrid pics of the Kyries. These joints are fire. Period. Okay. I've seen two colorways, like one like a USA version and one with like an eyeball type Kyrie type thing on it. Fire. Like it's a combination of the four, five and six Kyrie. I don't know if you could have done it any better. The sneaker is fire. And I've said this before and it's losing steam very fast, but the Kyrie line is well on track to be better than the Kobe line. The problem with that of what I'm saying is, is that Kyrie has too, I don't want to say too many issues, but he always has too many extracurricular things that are perceived as different, eccentric, weird, complicated, difficult going on every season. Like, I don't think I have ever seen. I don't think Kyrie can honestly function without LeBron. And I don't know why. And I don't have any say to it. But that's what is going to hold. That's what's going to put Kyrie's line is never going to have Kyrie's sneaker line to where it should be and as respected as it should be. There are a lot of people who love Kyrie's. There are a lot of people who collect Kyrie's. People do. But even if I might be right that the Kyrie line is already looking better and has the potential to be vastly better than the Kobe line, it won't matter because Kobe was like the quintessential professional you didn't hear, I mean, Kobe had his little situation, but you didn't hear weird things. And let me take back weird. You didn't hear. I'm going to stick with weird. You didn't hear weird things always coming from the Kyrie, from the Kobe side. You can't, it doesn't matter what it is. It's always something different from the Kyrie side. I mean, Kyrie is on his third team right now. And he talked, we went from a championship setup 
to another possibility of a championship setup to now playing in Brooklyn for maybe a possibility of a championship setup when KD comes back. But whatever. Like I said, obviously I posted pictures here, you know, on the Sneak This podcast. Um, fire. Look them up. Kyrie hybrids. Fire. I don't think anybody could, could honestly say that they're not fire. He's different. Sneakers. Fire. What else do I talk about? Uh, you know, I had Puma basketball and New Balance written down on my list. And I only have that written down on the list because it's funny that Georgia sent a text at some point at the top of the year. Oh, All-Star Weekend. Georgia and I were extremely hyped for, I think, their Puma Sky Dream lows. I'm not exactly sure. The high was called Sky Dreams, I believe, but J. Cole himself was wearing low, a low top version at the All-Star game, and they looked fire. Puma, they looked fire. Let me tell everybody something about Puma real quick. Puma, if you go to Puma's website or go to like the Puma section on a lot of sneaker sites, Puma has some actual fire. I'm talking heat. But for some odd reason, Puma has no idea how to market itself. Like, it has no idea how to make even the public consider buying it. And I'm telling you this because we talk about it all the time. It ain't us adults that they're... If you go to basketball games, like I will sit here and I could say I don't like Westbrook sneakers. I could say I would never buy a Kyrie. I could say I'd never buy a LeBron. I could say I'd never buy this, that, and the third. But if you go to these high school gyms, you go to these recreational gyms, these kids are wearing all of the above. Steph Curry's, they're wearing all these sneakers that we're not out here buying. I have never, since Puma Basketball has been trying to make this run, I have never seen a high schooler, a youth, a playground, whatever, wearing a Puma playing basketball. My habit. I've seen coaches. I've seen a few coaches. Assistant coach at my at my old high school I graduated from. He always wears a pair. Look fire. They look dope. But I have never seen a player wearing them. Never. I don't know what Puma's doing market wise. I don't understand um Marketing-wise, I don't understand the direction it's going. I just thought it was really funny that um, he asked me about this because this was a sneaker that both George and I said, um, both George and I said were instant cops. Like, I was copping, period. Like, I was going to, I was definitely copping up here. But I haven't seen them. I don't know where they're at. I don't know if they're still coming out. I have no idea. I don't even know if the J. Cole deal is still happening. Who knows? Or whatever. Um, but it was funny that he asked that because it was like, pff, we just forgot just that quick. Like, I know basketball isn't happening and basketball is a sport that these sneakers are supposed to be highlighted in. But it goes to show that People are still out here buying sneakers. People are still out here riding hard for brands. People are still out here doing what they need to do to cop, buy, whatever they, whatever that case may be. But they're not buying New Balance basketball and Puma basketball. I could be wrong numbers-wise, but I'm telling you from what I see. People don't put value in that. Like the companies, yes, they look at the dollar signs and say, awesome. But what makes you feel a lot better as a company when your stuff is, I guess, bringing in the dollar signs is actually people wearing it. Like I, if I was able, if I was like, 
made something like man it makes me feel good seeing people that bought our hats actually wear it like oh shoot like shout out to john king homie john king wears the hats religiously shout out to him shout out to everybody who's posted a picture wearing the hat it makes you feel so in about like oh man we sold a hat no it's like dang like i, I made it that's cool um but puma basketball and stuff i've i've never seen a uh to this day, I've never even accidentally bought a pair to look at. I've never, I've never seen a pair of Kyrie. I'm sorry, Kawhi Omni ones. Never, I have never seen a pair in hand whatsoever. Um, and that goes to show it's just I don't know how much they can do with this. Now, New Balance signing Kawhi was phenomenal. I mean, he's one of the top five players in the league. Um, you could even make an argument the best player in the league if you wanted to. If anybody would argue and try to argue you down, they'd be foolish. You know, when you argue top players in basketball, you know, you got your Kwais, your LeBrons, you know, your KDs, your Steph Currys, um, and so forth. If you're really arguing, you're kind of foolish. It's more just like, you know, hey, man, if you feel that way, that's it. Um, but Kwai is too quiet. He's too quiet. Like, I don't even know if he's been, like, speaking out against, you know, social injustice. I don't know what he's doing. I don't follow him on social media because I highly doubt he has anything interesting for me to say. I haven't seen any New Balance companies. Now, New Balance is, that's a Trump supporter, you know. And maybe makes Kwai feel a certain way about it, especially right now. I mean, I would feel a little weird if I was... Him, you know, actually, maybe I wouldn't because the checks come rolling in. You know, feelings are much different when you see a lot of zeros. Um, and I really hate when sneakerheads try to be like moral, like high morals. Like, uh, oh, your ethics. I can't believe. Um, which I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, I don't know. I really don't have much on it. Puma and New Balance. It's just too quiet. You're too quiet. You signed too many rookies, Puma. You signed too many rookies that don't matter. You signed too many rookies that weren't even that good in college. I don't care what you say. They weren't that good. They had a lot of question marks on them. And they're quiet. Like, who, what are they doing? What's Barrett doing? What's Aiden doing? I know nothing about these people. I know what LeBron's doing. Man, John Morant, I've been seeing them all over social media the last few days. I know what they're doing. Oh, I saw Zion in the NBA 2K21 PlayStation 5 ad. I don't know what any of your players are doing. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Nike layoffs. Look, I'm a sneakerhead. That's all I got. Uh, went to school for business for a while before I switched it over to social psychology with interrogation methods and statistics. Yada, 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 yada. So I am familiar with a lot of business and stuff like that. I'm familiar with a lot of overhead Taxes, insurance, all that stuff from following above. Um, it's just really hard being a sneakerhead from the outside looking in like, fam, y'all sell out of everything. Like, people still buying your stuff. People still losing your mind. They're still posting you on social media like crazy. It just makes me like, how are you laying people off? Like, wh where is this money going? You know, and it's supposed to be they lost like $740 million fourth quarter or something. You know, it's not my area, and I'd probably, probably more George be able to talk more on it, and even George talking about it would be more like possibility, speculation of what's going on, um, but it was funny because George, first thing he texted was, they could make that back in a month, and that's how high we think of Nike and what you see when you, when you know, participating in the sneaker culture, like this, I mean, come on, um, 
So I don't know. I really didn't have much on that, but you know, it's crazy. I mean, I think I saw that they, and I'm not trying to be insensitive because I just want to get a better understanding of it. But like, I have a friend. That's how I'll put it. I want to. I'll get off Nike. I have a friend who worked for Foot Locker, and he worked for Foot Locker in D.C., Maryland, one of those. And you know, I seen him post on Facebook. Yo, just got let go today. You know, I loved working here. You know. Working at Foot Locker, I let off with Foot Locker. And he's black. And then I seen, you know, which is phenomenal, Foot Locker donating like $200 million over the next few years to Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, what? Now, not, not saying that they shouldn't have, but I was like, man, my homie is black. And his life matters. Um, but somebody can explain that to me. I'm sure that's like some taxes and... You know, future earnings, that's probably some way more in-depth business stuff that I'm prepared to talk about with you right now. But I would really feel weird. You now have taken away my sole income for living and then donated, especially me being black, that, you know. Um, Jordan 1 Dior. Uh, I'm sure everybody, I don't even know if it came out yet. I have no idea. I don't even know. I'm sure everybody went on there and signed up for the raffles or whatever. You saw that, like, it was at specific locations. Um, I don't know if they actually already dropped yet or what, you know, I put in about six raffles for the one in Beverly Hills, you know, because this is a shoe like Easy Twos, like that, that you hop in the car and you drive and go get. You hop on a plane. <laughs> I think we're talking about a sneaker that could potentially sell upwards to $10,000, okay? You win a Dior raffle, you walk into your local airport and you say, excuse me, sir. I use my English accent when I'm doing something important. Excuse me, sir. I'd like to buy a plane ticket to your nearest Dior store. I'd like to purchase some Dior's. They will say, well, since you're buying a ticket today for a plane that leaves today, that ticket will be $1,000. And you say, sir, <laughs> take this $1,000. I'm going to pick up $10,000 right now. And then you hop on the plane and you take off and then you land and then you go take a Lyft or Uber, <laughs> whichever one wants to pay this podcast. You take one of those and you go pick up your Dior's and then you take your Dior's and you walk out very carefully. You hop back into a Lyft or an Uber. You don't do anything else. You don't go side seat. You don't go sightseeing. You don't go to the beach. You don't go hang out. You don't go see the homies. You don't go stop for a vegan burger. You don't go stop for a kale shake. If you're in California, this is me speaking of California, you hop your body into said Uber or Lyft, you hold that pair of Dior's tight, and then you go to your local airport and you say, excuse me, my good sir, I would like to buy a plane ticket going back to the place I just came from. And they say, well, sir, since you are asking for a plane ticket right now for a plane that leaves today to go back to where you live, that will be another thousand dollars. And you say, ha. Take this $1,000. I am currently transporting $10,000 right here under my arm. And you get on that plane, and then you land, and then you go home, and then you open up one of your favorite third-party apps. <laughs> you open up one of your favorite third-party apps, and you say, sell, sell, sell. Um, 
But boy, I find it amazing. I talked about this the other day. Boy, sneakerheads were and for will forever be to me known as the original Karens. Boy, y'all, if you don't know what a Karen is, a Karen is, you know, the um, Caucasian women of society who feel entitled that I don't have to wear a mask. Get off my property. What are you doing? To Karen, boy, I seen these sneakerhead Karens. Oh, oh, they were trash at first, but you, you got, you put your raffle in. Oh, oh, so they sucked. Oh, they sucked then, but now they're fire. Oh, oh, you just want to cop the resale. Oh, look at you now. Oh, they were trash, but now look at you. Fifteen raffles in. Oh, yo, at Dior, you need to check for the people that are gonna resell. Shut up. Shut up. Moving on. Actually, I got nothing else. I think that's it. Nice and short. Right now, I am going to be doing top 10 sneakers that I can't believe we used to perform in. Or were made for performance? I don't know. And this is all coming off the backs of me playing goalie wearing AirTech Challenge 2s. Now, let me tell you something. I would not have been wearing Black Lavas. Like Black Lava is a, is a rare sneaker. Like, a Black Lava is a sneaker that you probably just ain't going to go outside and see anybody else wearing. Um, it just didn't come out everywhere. Not a lot of people, a lot of people that bought them. Probably won't wear them as much, but the Black Lava is absolute fire. So I went there to coach. I'm the coach of my kid's soccer team. I'm the coach of the team. I wasn't going to expect to play goalie. And we play on like this turf, and it's like a weird turf. It's not like Astro Turf or whatever, but it's like this turf where it's like artificial grass and then like a bunch of rubber pellets. Those rubber pellets make everything filthy, okay? So I really wasn't expecting to play in those. I seen the homie, I think it was a. Uh, Shoot, I can't remember who it was. Dang it, I'm so bad at this. But he said he would have played in the socks. All right. Now, maybe I should have, but I think I was wearing some fire socks. Who knows? Uh, I don't think it was just gray socks. I don't know. I wouldn't wear my socks. I went home, took them home, cleaned them up, hit them with some rejuvenator. Rejuvenator is what I use. Um, and mopped them up. They clean. Put a little shine back onto them and put them back in the box. I'm not wearing those for at least another two, three months. They got to recuperate. Like I'm talking about I put in that work in them, all right? But it made me think. It made me think due to the reaction of some of the comments of like, dang. It is kind of crazy that the Agassi was a tennis sneaker. This was the Andre Agassi. He played tennis in this. Now, I think it was supposed to be built to have more like a basketball feel. And when you think about tennis and basketball, you do a lot of cutting, you know, just like basketball left and right. So I'm sure it was a great shoe at that time for it, only because we just didn't know about it. But it was amazing how you saw the transition from the tennis sneaker. Like tennis sneakers have always had a variation of how they looked. You could go back to like the Rod Lavers and then you go to the Tech Challenge. You know, and Tech Challenge was a little bit different because this is when they introduced like the neon colors. And this was due to Agassi, you know, being like the rock and roll, the long hair, the mullet, the bandana. Um, he wasn't the quintessential like uppity tennis player. Um, he was cool, you know. Um, 
But then you it eventually moved on to like the Michael Changs and the Pete Sampras's and stuff, and their sneakers became really minimal, low po- profile, basic colors, zero attraction. Like right now, they have a lot of attraction to us because we remember them, we had them, we loved them. But back then, they were like, "Oh yeah, we copped." Like I copped a lot of tennis sneakers back then, but we considered those like our casual sneakers, like what we would wear with our khakis. Like if I wasn't wearing my my uh, I wasn't wearing Jordan. Tins with my khakis And I'll go get my My Pete Sampras We'll get my Agassiz You know Go get my Michael Chang's Whatever it was And I'm just Out here spitballing But you know That's what it was back then Mainly Sampras's um, I'm trying to think Of who else Other tennis players That had some dope ones Back then When we were growing up um, So I wanted to do that Do this list So Top 10 Sneakers That I can't believe We actually Used to perform in or were made for performance to me. Honorable mentions. These are clearly honorable mentions. And you can and I wanted to make sure I said these before you guys try to hit me in the comments or hit me in the whatever, hit me in the DMs like fam, how do you not have Chuck Taylors on the list? Obviously. I don't have it in my 10 because I didn't play in Chuck Taylors, all right? I'm old, but I ain't that old, all right? The most I did in Chuck Taylors was run outside with my friends and and uh, ride bicycles. That was it. I maybe hopped a couple of fences in Chuck Taylors. And they were bad ideas. That's it. Chuck Taylors, Nike Blazer. Nike Blazer is a basketball shoe, not a skate shoe. Puma Clydes, and I added the Jordan 14. I think the Jordan 14 might be one of the worst basketball sneakers of all time. It is a beautiful shoe, and I think visual-wise, it is a top five Jordan of all time. I think it's one of the best-looking Jordans out there, period. It's a top five Jordan to me, but playing in a Jordan 14 was awful, okay? It was something the way the front of the shoe was, like, wider than the back, but it wasn't wider in the front than the back like a Jason Kidd used to be, an Air Flight 95 or a, uh, shoot... The other JC kid had the little fly eye on the side, whatever, little glass on the side. Um, Air Zoom Flight Kid, whatever it was called. It wasn't like that. Jason Kids used to be a little wider in the front and skinner in the back. Something about the Jordan 14, the way it's shaped a little weird. It's something about when you run, your foot has no support where it slides around too much in it. You could buy a size smaller if you want, but the Jordan 14 coming to the point in the front makes it difficult to go a half size down. It does. To me, this is to me. Number 10. I got the Nike Air Max 90. Now, when the Nike Air Max 90 came out, this was originally marketed as a running sneaker. I think a lot of people forget that Air Maxes were for running. I think Air Maxes were built for running from the Air Max 1 all the way through like Air Max 2007s, 2017s. Like it might even be, I don't know, but Air Max sneakers were built for running. Air Max 90, I can't believe any humans on earth were actually running in those. Like, people were buying Air Max 90s back in the day to work out in, to run in. There's no way. Air Max 90s are unreal uncomfortable. Um, Number nine, I got the Jordan 19. Some of you guys might not even know about the Jordan 19. One, because we don't ever talk about the Jordan 19. We don't ever talk about many Jordans past 14. There's only a couple that I highly respect after 14. That's 16. And that's, is it 17 or 15? Whichever one had the briefcase. Them the only two Jordans in the 2020s. But the strap, ridiculous. Um, The ankle strap. Um... But the Jordan 19, it had the, where it was, I guess, supposed to be like model after a python or a snake, that that netting over the front 
which I had no idea what if your laces broke, how do you switch laces? Dumb shoe, hard to get on, had the Velcro on the back. One of the worst basketball sneakers of all time. Like, they made absolutely no sense. Now, I will say when Jordan wore the white and grays, they did look a little fired on the court in the Wizards jersey, but no. That basketball sneaker, ridiculous. Number eight. Been a popular sneaker we've been talking about lately, but the Grant Hill one Fila. Absolutely not. Fire sneaker, visual-wise, to actually play basketball in? Damn. A lot of us who have respect for the Fila Grant Hill have played basketball in, but the Fila Grant Hill actually made you run different. Like, I remember one time I was running in it, and I, I didn't recognize myself. Like, I was running, like, who is this? I thought something took him my body. It makes you run different. The Fila Grant Hill is a weird basketball sneaker. I have no idea how it was built to be a basketball sneaker. It honestly really should have been built to like, you know, you know, swing a hammer on iron or weld or something. Um, number seven, one of the f most fire sneakers of all time. But playing basketball in it, oh my, oh, and for the record, all of these I've played basketball in, I've ran in, I've done something in, whether it was running from, you know, being, you know, some trouble, <laughs> being in trouble or playing basketball. Uh, we've all ran in these. When we were fighting, we've all done something in these. Been in fist fights, ran from people, try not to get jumped, chase people, done a lot of stuff in sneakers. Number seven, the Pippin Air Morb Temple. The air on the side, whoo, classic, love it, legendary. But playing basketball in that sneaker is incredibly difficult. The bottom of the shoe is just flat. Zero tread, zero grip. It is unreal. If Scottie Pippen being able to hoop in that amazes me. Like, you couldn't really buy your correct size in it. Like, I would probably, I mean, the, the shoe was built visually cool, but it was built crazy if you look at the toe box on a pippin airmore temple i'm giving you guys information some of you think that we just get on here and talk junk man we've had these sneakers we own these sneakers i own these sneakers look at the toe box on a pippin airmore temple look how little it is it looks like a uh it looks like a adidas shell toe that's how little the toe box is there was no room for you to move around but the shoe was so big that you had nothing but air in the shoe if you pull the laces tight on the shoe and here's some more knowledge for you guys you think we don't know stuff you think we don't buy stuff you think we don't have stuff or had stuff when you pull the laces tight on an emerald temple those little elastic straps that came across the tongue will like loop up that's how tight you had to tie those in order to even respectfully think to yourself that I could run and play basketball or do anything in these. Facts. I remember this cat named Mercedes used to walk around with his unlaced. I have no idea how. None whatsoever. And he throw him, he rip his jeans off and hoop in a minute. Shout out to Mercedes. He might have got shot. No, uh, no, Cleone got shot. Yeah, but Cleone got shot in the leg. Um, number six. That was number seven, the Pippin. Number six, any Vince Carter shock, period. You might even want to throw shock runners in that. Like, shocks were one of the best marketing campaigns of all time in actual lies, okay? The word, they used to use the, the sound and the word boing in their ads. There was no boing in any shock sneaker ever. 
None. When everybody first saw this shock sneaker, first saw it in hand in store, the first thing you did was put your hand on the bottom of the shock and try to push it up. You couldn't push it up. There's no boing. The second thing you tried to do with a shock was when you tried it on, you tried to lean back on the shock to see if you felt some boing. Zero boing. Every single Vince Carter shock Nike sneaker is one of the worst basketball sneakers of all time. They're uncomfortable. They are ridiculous. I have a feeling that they're the ones that ruin Vince Carter's knees. I do. I honestly feel that way about Vince Carter basketball sneakers. Now, also him flying through the air and dunking everybody probably had some part in it as well. But still, shocks had something to do with it. And I'm standing on that. Number five, Air Max 1s. Air Max 1s are hands down and probably universally to everybody one of the most uncomfortable sneakers ever. And by everybody universally, the greatest Air Max 1 of all time. And probably universally considered one of the greatest, the greatest sneaker, top three sneaker of all sneakers in history. But an Air Max 1, imagine trying to run in an Air Max 1 if you didn't have to run in it. Like imagine saying, huh, let me go for a jog and put on an Air Max 1 red OG. Imagine running in that. You will come back and your feet will look like Kobe beef. Number four, the Jordan 5. I really wanted to put the Jordan 5 at number one. I really did. I don't even know how Jordan himself played in Jordan 5s. I don't get it. Jordan 5s are not built correctly for feet. It's another one where the toe box, it's not right. It's too much space in the toe box, one, and then the ankle support wasn't enough at the top. It was something about the Jordan 5 where your heel, the way you hit the bottom of the thing, it was extremely flat-footed. There was nothing to do. No. Jordan 5s, I really wanted to put it at number one. And the weight of a Jordan 5 is incredible. But my number one, some of you might know it, some of you might not. But I, I honestly think if George is here, he'd have, he'd have that at number, at number one or two. Uh, as number one as well. Um, number three, I got the Jordan 1. I mean, it's a Jordan 1. It's basically a Chuck Taylor. Now, have I hooped in a Jordan 1? Yes. Have I ran in a Jordan 1? Yes. I ran from some people. I mean, in Jordan 1, it's it's uncomfortable, but the way we wear it nowadays, it's our fault the way it's uncomfortable because we really have no business wearing it the way it does right now. It really has no place. I mean, honestly, the Jordan 1 has probably turned into a skate sneaker. Like, it has all the ankle cushion <laughs> in the world for a skater but for anything else, absolutely not. I think if anybody nowadays really tried to hoop in a Jordan 1, I think they'd probably bust out the side of it. Like, I think they bust it wide open. I don't think I can't remember what P.J. Tucker played in Union 1s before. Who knows? But he doesn't play hard enough. I'm joking. He plays extremely hard on defense. Saw it firsthand. Sucks at everything else. Number two, Adidas Kobe two i think it was called the kobe two and that's the one that was like you know what the kobe two is the kobe two is the actual yeezy foam runner that's what the kobe two is the kobe two or whatever we'll call whatever it was just completely shrouded covered up shoe that's it you just put your foot in it and tie it at the top and stick the laces in the shoe i think it was modeled after the audi three t3 
one of the oddies. I mean, we're talking about one of the greatest players of all time, finesse, grace, wearing a shoe that, I mean, come on, man. You're going to see the picture down below. I mean, come on. Like, it's an absolute joke and an abomination. And that's been Adidas' problem for years. Adidas has no, no design aesthetic. They don't know what they're doing design wise. Still to this day, they've had some. They've had some home runs. Don't get me wrong. Everybody could hit a home run. Everybody could hit a triple. The problem is, is can you come back the next season and, and do it again? Number one. Some of you might know what this is. Some might not. We all had Adidas Rod Lavers growing up. You all should have if you're between a certain age group. Okay. Rod Lavers is just a casual tennis shoe. The shoe was made for tennis. It's a casual sneaker. All white, a little bit of green. You know, depending on what color you bought, whatever. I think it was like a navy and white one, a green one, maybe a red one. A majority white, like I said. But this was typically one with the khakis. You know, we wore them with our khakis. We wore them to the dance. You know, the Sadie Hawkins dance. The sock hop. Whatever dances are called. I don't know. The winter formal. We weren't formal. But, you know, you know that dance. It was like a Friday night. You asked your mom to drop you off. You come outside. You know, you basically just stood in the corner and rapped Bone Thugs and Harmony lyrics with your homies. So was that just me? Anyways, I saw a Rod Laver at the Adidas outlet. George, I said he had saw one and he said he couldn't believe how heavy that sneaker was. It's amazing. We walked. It's amazing. Humans could wear it. That's what he said. And I was like, a Rod Laver? I don't even remember. It's been so long since I had a Rod Laver. Fam. I went to the Adidas outlet, saw a Rod Laver Adidas on the back wall. Oh, my God. That shoe, the sole might have been uh, concrete. I'm willing. I don't know how anybody played tennis in that sneaker. That that that, you know, that sneaker should have been the mob, the mafia. They should have used that sneaker to to have people sleep with the fishes after they killed you. They should have made you put a pair of those on and then threw you in the Hudson or whatever rivers they threw you in. Lakes, rivers, whatever. Those are actual mafia cement boots, rod lavers. Still a fire looking shoe, a legendary classic. Rod lavers are a legend. They're already in the Hall of Flames. They're legendary. But shouldn't nobody be wearing those to play tennis ever? That's my list. Recap. Number 10, Air Max 90. Number 9, Jordan 19. Number 8, Grant Hill Fila 1. Number 7, Air More Tempo Pippin. Number 6, Every Single Vince Carter Shock Sneaker Known to Man. Number 5, Air Max 1s. Number 4, Jordan 5. Number 3, Jordan 1s. Number 2, Kobe 2 Adidas. Not Kobe 2 Nikes. And number 1, Adidas Rod Laver Tennis Shoes. That's my list of top 10 sneakers. I have no idea how we performed in or how anyone performed in or how they were built to be performance shoes to me. Appreciate everybody who likes, subscribes, comments, and does all that jazz. Like I said, George will be back next week. I enjoy my podcast with my friend. We have a very good podcast. We have a very good rapport. We have great chemistry. He's my very best friend. I did it today. Some of you like it. Some of you don't. Uh, Appreciate it, buddy. Be positive. Do something nice for somebody. Stay inside. 
just be better humans. You know, be better humans and appreciate and celebrate other humans you see being the best that they can be. Uh, watch your kids, watch your families, uh, protect them, keep them inside, hold them tight, spend time with them, try not to get annoyed. All of the above. That's the stink this. Pow, pow, pow. And I will never wear a do-rag to a podcast again. My head is killing me.